Hi, everybody. Uh, it's accidentally been a while, but welcome to another episode of Fair or Foul. Jose Tuada, alongside Nora Carrera, Narba. We, I guess, in, like, weirdly enough, took a summer break without doing it, without announcing it. <laughs> impromptu. Impromptu. It yeah. just, just happened. We've been busy. We've been busy. It's been, it's, there's been a lot going on. I mean, and we missed, uh, you know, only the, the, we missed, what did we miss? The All Star game, which, you know, that was fun. Mm-hmm. That was a uh, that was okay, sure. And when you have um when you have Oakland fans selling uh, sell the team, you know, or uh or a uh, Dodger fan, I'm oh, sorry, or Mariners fans uh, serenading Otani. That's like their highlights. <laughs> there. The National League, actually, no, the National League winning their first game in what seven years? Yeah, it's been it was a, over yeah over a decade. It was a long streak of the, Na- long, the Americans League winning. Very very long, yeah. Well, I mean, as an AL native, let's go. Um, <laughs> Jersey yeah, so- suck though. Um, Colorado Rockies uh, catcher made the you know the, the National League uh, let led, led the let the National League to victory that time. Yeah, so funny little game there. So we missed that, and then of course the other biggest thing of of the summer, which is what we are going to get into, the trade deadline. Uh, a lot or lack thereof, depending on your perspective, went down at the trade deadline. Um, and and the other thing we're gonna we're gonna help, but before we talk about the deadline though, I do want to talk about. Uh, this guy right here, uh, Nor, because he went on a little special trip. The man went I'm to sure Baltimore it. for his uh, for his uh, 85th birthday. I'm kidding, he's not 85. <laughs> uh, but he went for his birthday weekend. First of all, once again, happy belated, my dude. Well, Hopefully, thank you uh, so much, sir. Thank you so what, much. Was uh, was it a milestone birthday? Uh, no, but it was a Jackie Robinson uh, type birthday because there uh, we go, I turned 42. <laughs> there we and, go, and uh, in, in honor of in honor of my 42nd birthday, uh. We went to Baltimore for a little road trip uh, during the weekend of the fourth and fifth of August, and and it was uh, it was an amazing time. It was a it was a lovely ballpark. It was such a such a treat uh, because uh, it was uh, Eddie Murray uh, bobblehead giveaway day that day uh, on on the fifth, uh, the day after mm-hmm. my birthday on a Saturday, and and uh, it was also the fortieth anniversary of the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, winning the World Series in 1983, so it that's was pretty sick. Quite, quite the honor to uh, to witness that. There was a pregame ceremony with the uh, the team there from 1983 the, when they won the World Series, and yeah, Cal Ripken, Jim Palmer, and Eddie Murray uh, came came down, and yeah, we celebrated. It was a lot of fun, and the ballpark is very very pretty. So uh, kudos to the the people in Maryland there uh, in, in in the city of Baltimore for uh, putting together a nice ballpark in the warehouse. The warehouse is the trademark. It's my all-time uh, favorite there uh, in Utah Street. So, uh, yeah, it's amazing experience, to say Of least. course, um, they did get the win. They did, uh, they did take did, care yeah. of the Mets. Very, 7-3 against the Mets uh, that day on, on the 5th. Um, great present for the, uh, for, for, for the 1983 World Series team, uh, which, of course, the Mets are in absolute shambles. Uh, and speaking about the Mets, <laughs> let's talk about the deadline. I think that's a great transition uh, for the trade deadline. I... It's funny, like I, I, I'm, I'm obviously paying attention. Number one, I thought the deadline was at three o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm seeing, I'm wondering what are teams going to do. And then somebody tells me, no, it's at six. I'm like, oh, we have more time for drama. Fantastic, uh, because again, I thought it was midday, like, like in the past years. But it, I don't know. To me, it didn't feel big. It didn't feel big, and it almost felt like teams were kind of like, or I feel like, te- I feel like we're gonna get quieter deadlines moving forward. Mm-hmm. Because that extra wild card spot just changes everything. You have an opportunity, you know, you have more chance, an extra chance to get into the postseason. And I feel like now teams are not willing to sell 
to sell their futures or even just buy now and see how it goes because um because again like a lot of a lot of playoff teams are currently looking for playoff spots didn't do that much the blue jays the orioles the mariners um it, it felt kind of quiet i'd say and sure you know you had some there were some impact moves that are moving left and right i mean you know the angels made a lot of moves that yeah. and trying to and trying, you know, trying to finally get Otani to a playoff spot, and, and they reward him and said, but not winning a game for a week after the deadline, which you know, class act, uh, Angels. That was a dumb decision to not move him. Um, and then you have things like the Blue Jays who have made some small impact moves there. Sure, they're what I think at the time of this recording, the five out of the last seven, I think, or five. I have no idea. They split the series against. Uh, they they split the series against the Guardians. They sweep, yeah. uh, they sweep, they sweep mm-hmm. the Red Sox. Finally sweeping. An American League East team. God bless. Um, but again, overall, your thoughts on the deadline? Uh, I truly thought that the, the the trade deadline was was rather interesting. Uh, yeah, you, you're right. I mean, like it was a rather quiet one for certain teams because they feel that uh, you know they're in a good spot going into a a playoff. Uh, you know, going into a playoff contention. Uh, but it, yeah, even though that it was quiet for some teams, like. Yeah, the, the Angels made some moves. The Texas Rangers and uh, Houston making headlines uh, by acquiring uh, Max Scherger and reacquiring uh, Justin Verlander, Verlander back to Houston. Um, even though that was so quiet for certain teams, I, I truly think that uh, certain, you know, certain like uh, sparks have been made, certain noises have been made as well. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it benefited. It benefited certain teams and also, uh, you know, ruined kind of like the, the fortunes of other baseball teams such as the Angels and even the Diamondbacks. Like um, at the same time, even though it was rather quiet and there were sparks, that, uh, there were some sparks made. There was also the, the notion of like, you know, is, is the trade deadline also a curse? <laughs> uh, has Has the trade deadline created a curse for certain teams? Like, uh, you know the Diamondbacks, like they have not won a game since the deadline, and also the Angels. Uh, uh, from from what I understand, they they're also struggling after uh, you know even though even though acquiring Lucas Giolito from uh, the Chicago White Sox, like uh, like looks to me that uh, they they put the trade deadline put a curse on certain teams as well. So it's been really funky with this trade deadline business. Um, you know. The, the fortunes of of teams like you know Baltimore Los uh, the Los Angeles Angels uh, sorry the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, and uh, Texas and Houston like their their fortunes have uh, improved or um, stays good um, yeah it looks to me that the you know certain teams that uh, were trying to do well <laughs> continue to do well like the you know the Angels trying to get a playoff spot in and and the Diamondbacks, like I think, to me, it also put a curse on certain teams. I, the Angels' trade deadline is frustrating to me because I mean they were like about two or three games. Like I see at the day of the deadline, at the day of the deadline, they were they were three three games back from the Toronto Blue Jays, the last wild card spot. Today, yep. again, we're recording this on Friday, August eleventh. Today, they're now six and a half games back. They went zero for six. 
after the deadline, including losing on the day of the deadline on August 1st. Uh, they lost uh, two to the Braves. They were swept by the Mariners, uh, which, again, a, a skinny is swept in a four-game series. It hurts. I know the Blue Jays have been there as well. Um, yep. it, it hurts to see. And then event, eventually finally winning a series uh, to, uh, again, beating the Giants two out of three games there. Was it a mistake to not trade Otani? Uh, I think to me that uh, it wasn't a mistake. Uh, I don't think, um, you know, there, there was anything desirable for the Angels to uh, to, to see in, in uh, what is up on the table. Uh, all those trade offers are really good. Like, you know, the Diamondbacks were, uh, I, I guess they, they made a, they tried to make an offer. Baltimore, I believe, tried to make an offer. And uh, I don't uh, recall other teams as well. Um, I mean, looking at uh, all the all those offers on the table, I didn't think that the Angels had any desire uh, for any of those, and also the desire to actually trade Otani at this point. Uh, they were again, they they were hoping to, uh, uh, you know, with the with the acquisition of Lucas Giolito and other other players uh, uh, in in the last month, uh, that uh, you know they were they were hoping to entice Otani to to stay in. To, to stay in Anaheim, but unfortunately, it hasn't it hasn't worked? Uh, it, it, it just didn't work. <laughs> uh, he's still he's still with the team, uh, and and the Angels are where they at right now. So, uh, it, I I don't think it was a mistake. Uh, I mean, they they attempted to put put him on the table, but there was just no offer that was desirable, I believe, uh, by the Angels organization. So, um. I mean, they just have to like keep muddling through. They're three and seven the last ten games. They've won two in a row and at five hundred. So um, they just need to keep keep uh, keep putting a good a good show as best as they can. Like you know, Lucas Giolito has to bounce back, and uh, you know, Mustakis and uh, Escobar, you know, and all the other um, Angels uh, offense uh, need to get back on track. They're six and a half back of the uh, wild card so i think there's still an opportunity even though that they are where they are right now uh with not much uh, not much substance i i think it was a giant mistake i i felt like they never gave it a chance i felt like they never gave a gave a chance because again they i think it was what two or three days before the deadline and they said you know what we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna buy we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take we're gonna take Otani to the playoffs. Um, I just felt like they never gave it a chance. And again, like even though again, like I said, that team even before right, nothing screams playoff. Unfortunately, I, I it just really doesn't. Again, you know, Luke, like I said, Lucas Giolito needs to kind of like you know kind of step it up a little bit there. And Otani can only do so much. Who's having quality start after quality start after quality start? Like you, you can't like like I'm surprised that even on a rental. Even though the contract is ending, even on a rental, you're you're gonna get value as if he was, as if he already like, um, as if you're keeping him from longer. You know what I mean? Like for example, like like you're not getting like you wouldn't get a rental return. You would get a long term return for a rental player, and that's what I felt like the Angels should have. They should have done it. I felt like the Angels just it was just right there in their face. How do you not kind of build on the future because you know the value we're gonna get out of that? You know what I mean? Yeah. It was. I think it would have been tremendous. I think it would have been such a big return for a rental. One of the biggest returns I think we've seen for a rental. But I, like, I appreciate the optimism, but you still have to think. I mean, look at the rest of the schedule. Look at this week alone. Look at this week alone. Like the the uh, three games with the Astros, three games with the Rangers right after. So you're already going against the the, the 
you're already up against the um the, the division like the the division rivals the head to head essentially at the top of the at the top of the chain in the in the AL West and then of course the Tampa Bay Rays right after that this is going to be an ugly ugly week and a half for the uh for the Angels and if they don't if they don't capitalize big on this weekend and this is going to be such a challenging weekend for them I think that that is the decision to not consider at least consider trading Otani is going to burn them bad. And personally, I can't wait. And I hate to say that because Otani deserves better. Trout deserves better. That contract that he signed, I will never, ever, ever get why. And I feel like, like, I feel like he, he, he should ask for a trade at some point, but the angels really need to step it up. And again, when you're facing three juggernauts back to back to back, and yes, I still consider the Rays a juggernaut despite that they fell out of the, out of first place in the AL East. I don't know. They have a lot to prove. And if they don't prove it, they're screwed. They're absolutely screwed. But we'll see what happens. Uh, moving on over to the AL East, uh, the Orioles taking the top spot. Just incredible bounce and incredible season so far, just rising to the top. Uh, unless you uh, ask uh, the Orioles management about Kevin Brown, it has been a lot of fun. It's been a very, very fun ride for them. Tampa Bay, were they pretenders all along? Or do you, do you still expect them to get their crown back in the AL East and then clinch it? Uh, I think the Rays are just exhausted. I mean, they they had a very, very incredible start, a monumental start, went undefeated for a number of games, and then, you know, lost uh, four of their pitchers to injury. I mean, they they really got exhausted. And um, as far as the offense goes, I mean, they they, they kind of slow down a bit, uh, but they're, you know, they're just keep, uh, they just keep, like, you know, pulling through as best as they can. Uh, I, I, I don't really know how and how the race are going to uh, last uh, in this season. Uh, I mean, I, I think that they're going to make the full season um, for sure, even though that they're uh, kind of shorthanded on their pitching staff. I mean, they, they, I mean, they, I yeah. would be surprised they, if they didn't. I, and I would be laughing for years to come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they did a course of Valley from the guardians uh, to, you know, to just fill the void and, and uh, it's a band-aid solution for for them right now. Um, th- yeah, I mean they're they're very very tired ball club like right away, uh, even before the postseason starts. Uh, but uh, there's got to be a way for them to to survive that. Uh, you know, with, with their last uh, last few games and last uh, month and a half of the season. So, um, I I, th- I think that they're still going to make the postseason, uh, take one of the one of the spots there. But the the question to uh, to be built for the postseason going forward, facing teams like, uh, you know, if, if, if Baltimore makes it, if, if uh, Texas or Houston makes it, like they're they're going to be facing a lot of a lot of uh, confident, battle tested um, uh, rosters in the postseason coming up. So they they are uh, they they have to give uh, all the teams a run for for their money, and uh, you know with, with the with, with the pitching rotation that they have right now that is very, very, like, uh, how, how should I put it, uh, revised, uh, changed. Uh, I, I don't really know what to call it. Like, it's, it's completely different from, from the start of the season. So they're, they're going to have to model through. Um, last but not least, because, again, I, I feel like uh, I, I want to do an episode justice if I don't, if I don't talk about my Toronto Blue Jays. Um, I'm going to quickly say that, again, a, a it's hard to say it's a quiet it was a quiet deadline for them because you know, when you get when you get pitchers like like uh Genesis Cabrera 
um, who again is, and, and then Jordan Hicks, right? It's, it's hard to say. I mean, that bullpen suddenly became extremely elite. Um, that offense though was just thinking more and more. I think people are starting to call it the fire the hitting coaches and I can't blame them. Uh, they are allergic to any runners in scoring position. It has not been fun <laughs> for the team. Um, I think they're going to regret not adding that crucial right-handed bat. And I mean, mind you, of course, again, you know, they, uh, Davis Schneider has become the Messiah incredible debut, but I, I, I would, I think obviously I would have loved uh, if Schneider can keep it up. Fantastic. Then, then my words are bitten, but I would have loved to, obviously you would have liked to see that right-handed bat unless they were waiting for Schneider. Um, I know I, what I, I, I was surprised at the reaction of not trading for Teoscar Hernandez from the Mariners, you know, reacquire him again. I, I was fine with that, not the case, because again, he's been a, it hasn't been the best of seasons for Teoscar. And you wonder if a park like T-Mobile Park is affecting the stats, but um, the, the dimensions of the park aren't affecting the strikeout rate. Um, I don't know why fans wanted him so bad, maybe for the nostalgia, but I just, I just didn't see it. But I, I think they're going to, they're going to like tumble their way into the playoffs barely. It's at this rate, it's not going to be like a, com- a convincing reach to the playoffs and from there lord help us all uh your thoughts on that uh i would have loved the teoscar hernandez reunion to the blue jays because you know i as i recall he said that uh, he, he uh that uh he wouldn't he would have considered a return to the blue jays if he would he absolutely would um but unfortunately that didn't transpire and he's still with the mariners and uh I think it it was good for him to to stay in Seattle because uh, they are on the they are right on right on the Blue Jays' backs right now. They are they are a, a yeah, game and a half they back. Are, they are yeah, a game and a half handful, back. Yeah, a few handful of games back of the wild card. So, yeah, I think um, you know it kind of worked out for for Tioscar and for for Seattle. Like they're in a good spot still. Uh, you know, uh, trying to push for a playoff position, possibly take the second or third wild card. Um, yeah, I mean, Toronto is, uh, even though that they split the series with the Guardians, uh, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, they are missing that key, that key bat in the lineup. Um, and, you know, they, they are still the same Blue Jays uh, offense. Like, they uh, always, like, m- more often than not, like, you know, strike the first pitch or the hack away on the second pitch. And, and they're a home run friendly team, home run happy team all the time. So um, that's not something that uh, you know that you that you want to have the frame of mind for uh, going into the postseason. Like a lot of a lot of postseason teams, like the Braves, uh, like the like the Rays, like the Dodgers, they're very more they're more of a very patient uh, group of hitters. I think that's what you need in the in the playoffs coming up. You you can't be uh, too aggressive at the plate. You got to take pitches. You have to work the count uh, as best as you can. I mean, you know, the, the those iPads uh, where they see their, uh, their at-bat replays, um, it's an incredible tool, but to a certain extent, like if you keep seeing all your, all your pitches, like maybe like maybe just the first or two pitches, right? Like, I mean, that's, that's all you're going to see that um, are you, are you going to, you know, hack away on the first pitch again, right? Or the second pitch that you see, you have to see your whole at-bat. And you have to see the entire picture of of the pitcher's repertoire. You know, you gotta you gotta be able to uh, maximize 
your at bat the best the best way possible. Make your at bats useful, and that's something that the Blue Jays have lacked in certain games. I mean, you know they're an incredible hitting team. Don't get me wrong, um, but they just have to slow down a bit, um, just cool off, um, but not to cool off too much. Like just just slow down a bit and and really take a step back and see you know what I what I did wrong in in uh, in my at bat and you know. That that's just something that the that the, you know playoff teams uh, have excelled on in in recent years and in in, in in history. Well, I will still be an optimist and hope for the best because uh, I keep <laughs> every time every time before I go to bed I, I always tell myself one day I'll I'll, I'll cry of joy. Uh, before we go, uh, really really quick, Jose Bautista to the level of excellence. Uh, that ceremony is happening tomorrow. Today, uh, earlier today, was announced that he signed a one-day contract to retire as a Blue Jay. Uh, it's been the first time. It's been a little while since the person done. I can't remember if Roy Holiday retired as a Blue Jay. If he signed the one day, I think he did. He, I can't. Re- I believe he did. Yeah. I I think he did. Regardless, it'll be the first name to go up to the level of excellence since, of course, um, uh, Roy Holiday in 2018, in which they retired his number. There, uh, they won't retire. Uh, Bautista's number, but again, he will be uh, joining the ranks of uh, of many Blue Jays greats. Uh, I don't want to say it's overdue because we had a pandemic, and Roy Halladay, I think, obviously deserved the nod first. I, you could argue the Holiday was overdue, uh, but it is nice to finally see his name uh, up there in the Raptors um, uh, of the Rogers Center. Um, and again, you know, that, that guy gave me so many memories. I need to get my jersey crested. I wasn't allowed to at the Rogers Center because they didn't have the royalties to his name so i'm hope i'm hoping that moving i'm hoping that i can like the next time i go I'm, I'm going on tuesday so i'm hoping that it's the case but still you're like come on like like what what if my, what if my, my my real name was just bautista right and i just happened yeah. to want number 19 right i <laughs> i thought it was interesting uh any thoughts on that really quick before we sign off uh yeah i mean just the, yeah just a quick one like congratulations to jose bautista and he's had an incredible career uh you know as a blue jay he spent his he spent his uh, best uh, career years here in Toronto, so he's he's beloved by the city. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, six time All Star, Hank Aaron Award winner, uh, Silver Slugger winner, and Olympic gold medalist to add to the resume uh, as part of a team uh, Dominican Republic in in the Olympics in Tokyo. Uh, incredible, incredible, uh, you know, accolades. Incredible man. And uh, yeah, he he's well deserved. And, and yes, it's long overdue. Uh, you know, we haven't had a name in the level of excellence since the late great Roy Halladay. So Jose Bautista fits right in. So congrats to him. Well, on that note, uh, we're gonna sign up from here, um, and you see what the what the world what's gonna happen in the world of baseball as again as we I'd say we're in the middle of the dog days of summer. Yeah, I'd say so. We're 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 cutting it close. Um, and then the next thing you know, we're going to blink and, and then we're going to be in the final weeks of a playoff push for many, many, many teams and a lot of teams to look out for. So for Nora Cabrera, I'm Jose Tabuada. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye, guys. 